Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. We have a different show tonight. Totally different. Make sure you stay tuned to I'm Right. We're doing a little smorgasbord in the beginning you might enjoy. You know how I got here? Now, I don't mean how I drove into the studio today. Do you know how I got to talk to you here on the first? Just quick little recap. I'm going somewhere with this. Hang with me. Quick little recap. I was selling RVs in Texas. Found the job selling RVs actually on Craigslist. I was out of work, flat broke, busted, wife, kids, and started selling RVs. And I got to know this guy. His name's Michael Berry. You've probably heard of him. He's a big-time nationally syndicated radio host. He saw something I'd put on social media, sent me a message, said, hey, you want to come on my show? I went on his show and I killed. He calls me later on that night. I'm in the Taco Bell drive through and we just start gabbing. We end up being good friends. Michael Berry tells me, hey, I think you could be really special at TV and or radio if you wanted to give it a try, unless you're happy selling RVs. Well, I wasn't. I was kind of sick of it at the time. And I said, yeah, I want, I want to do it. 
And so Michael and I started hanging out more and started thinking up things. And one of the things we thought of was, well, hey, you got to put out some content of some kind. How could the people like the first ever discover you if you don't put out content? So we came up with this idea of the Jesse Kelly brief. And we're going to kind of duplicate it a little bit tonight. But in case you don't know what it is, I'm going to play you a little clip here in a second. But I want you to understand a lot of what you see in this video. All these are still on YouTube. A lot of it's bad just because I didn't have any money and any setup or anything. And a lot of it's bad on purpose. Like you may even hear music in the background. That's because I didn't own a speaker and I had to play the music that was on my laptop and just turn it up full volume. <laughs> so, look, this is from 2018. These were the Jesse Kelly briefs. This is Jesse Kelly brief. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was in my workout gear. That's just because I just got done working out. Not to brag about it. Anyway, the big news from last week, the Jesse Kelly Show is coming to radio. Monday through Friday, starts September 4th. Don't worry, every single one of you will get the privilege of listening to my show and listening to it live. That being said, I don't want you to think this kind of fame and fortune and celebrity is going to go to my head. That's why as soon as this show's over today, I'm going out to buy a new truck to remind myself that a bunch of peasants don't get to get a new truck. The Telegraph says men should say menopause three times a day to show solidarity with women. First of all, it's called menopause because when you're going through it, it gives men a moment of pause whether or not he married a complete psychopath. That was Jesse Kelly brief. And so tonight, we're doing kind of the same thing. We're all over the map on the various stories out there. We're going to hit on a little of this, little of that. Let us begin with Ketanji Brown Jackson in her Senate hearing. No, I'm not going to play you any of the GOP questioning of it. Some of it's been good. Some of it's been embarrassing. I think she's going to the Supreme Court no matter what, even though she is a big fan of people who consume child pornography. So, okay, we have another sick freak communist going to the Supreme Court. Of course, Republicans are crying about hypocrisy and Brett Kavanaugh, and some of them are even saying things like, we have to be nice, and above all this, yeah, the communists are going to destroy our next nominee, and the one after that, and the one after that. It is embarrassing, though, when you sit back and watch these hearings and you see the people who represent us in this country. Cory Booker, I mean, I know he's a bit of a clown already, but he is a United States senator. Like, when Cory Booker speaks, countries around the world, they watch. They watch, they're paying attention. This was Cory Booker yesterday. Here he is. So you faced insults here that were shocking to me. Well, actually, not shocking. But you are here because of that kind of love. And nobody's taken this away from me. So you got five more folk to go through. <laughs> five more of us. And then you can sit back and let us have all the debates. And I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be a well-charted Senate floor because it's not gonna stop. They're gonna accuse you of this and that. Heck, in honor of your person who shares your birthday, you might be called a communist. But don't worry, my sister, don't worry. God has got you. And how do I know that? Because you're here. And I know what it's taken for you to sit in that seat. 
What is that old saying? Forget who said it. Politics is just Hollywood for ugly people. Well, I mean, there you go. Look, we all know Cory Booker's been going through a lot lately. His girlfriend broke up with him recently, and I mean, he's probably looking for another girlfriend as we speak. Let's just move right along, shall we? You see, there's a comedian out there. His name's Cassidy Campbell, and he decided to get up <laughs> and pose as a nut job liberal at a city council meeting. I'll be honest, I've watched this video like 10 times yesterday, so now you get to sit back and enjoy it yourself. If we had a nuclear war, it would be worth it if it could just save one life! <laughs> Only way to fight for our democracy is to get vaccinated while supporting Ukraine in the fight! And that is your social responsibility! Everybody! One of the people I look up to who I've begun to love is Klaus Schwab, and he said by 2030, you will own nothing and be happy. And I stand with him because I am not selfish! My closing statement, my only regret is that I didn't stop Rihanna Taylor's killers. I still remember like it was yesterday. I was shopping at Target in the pride section looking for a shirt for my six-year-old openly gay transgender nephew after I got off work at Starbucks where I'm a barista. But at least I know that I was helping the LGBTQ community while Brianna Taylor was killed. Every and night I lay on my pillow and I pray that Dr. Fauci would make a vaccine for white supremacy. I hate myself! <laughs> <laughs> all right all right look i wanted to give everyone a smile credit to cassidy cable for giving all of us a smile because i'm about to wipe that smile right off your face think about this think about this this russia ukraine thing is still going on and russia still has several thousand nuclear weapons right we're dealing with a nuclear power we're dealing with a country that provides the world much of its grain, much of its oil. So we're dealing with a country that if they collapse or if they cut us off, it's a really, really big deal. It's a really big deal. So we have these huge stakes, right? Who, are they going to launch a hypersonic missile with a nuclear warhead at nuclear uh, in New York City? Right? I mean, we have these huge stakes. And I woke up this morning and I was thinking about that. And I thought to myself, oh, man, Joe Biden's going over there today. I mean, imagine that. Joe Biden, he's walking into a NATO meeting and he's representing the United States of America and decisions he makes there, things he says, they might affect the outcome of the world. But hey, at least, at least we know while Joe was there, he had the right priorities as he speaks in front of the whole planet. When I ran this time, I wasn't going to run again. And I mean that sincerely. I had no intention of running for president again. And uh, until I saw those folks coming out of the fields in Virginia carrying torches and carrying Nazi banners and literally singing the same vile rhyme that they used in Germany in, in the early 20s, or 30s, I should say. And, um, and then when... The gentleman you mentioned was asked what he thought, and a young woman was killed, a protester. And he asked, was asked what he thought. Uh, he said, they're very good people on both sides. And that's when I decided I wasn't going to be quiet any longer. 
None of that's true, by the way. And none of that, it's all really easily verifiable. First of all, let's focus on this. I wasn't going to run again. I would, every politician on both sides, they all do this thing. Hey, uh, so-and-so, are you, are you planning on running for president? Oh, no, I'm enjoying retirement. I, I wouldn't. I, I'm, I am out. And then you can always, it's like clockwork, fast forward about three, four, five months. Look, I wasn't going to do it. But so many people have asked me, come save us, Joe. And now I decided to step up to the plow. Oh, shut up, you loser. You were all running. You, all, you were always running. And that's not what Donald Trump said. This lie has been repeated endlessly by the media. Joe Biden began his campaign with that lie. And here's what's wild about it. It's on videotape. We know it's a lie. What, Joe, what, what, what uh, Donald Trump said is actually on videotape. All right. Look. Hey, I know Joe Biden may not be perfect in your eyes, but he is perfect in Grandma Vodka's eyes. Joe Biden is a great president. He is a gift. As I've said to him, don't say I told you this, but what I've said to him sometimes, I'm glad you didn't win before because we really needed you to win now for president. <laughs> He's perfect. He's perfect. How old is that woman? Why can't we get age limits on these people? Why are we led by people who are clearly fading away? Now, I don't want to be too hard on Grandma Vodka. She did actually say one thing I agree with, although I know I'm going to get pushed back on this. And to this day, my husband, Paul, who was born and raised in San Francisco, I was born and raised in Baltimore, to this day, he likes to dine at 8, and I like to eat at 5.30. <laughs> like a peasant. Now, Like a peasant? First of all, Grandma, that's when I dine. Look, I know what you're saying right now, Jesse, you psychopath. I think you're the psychopath, you people who eat at like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. Know where I'm at? 5.30, I'm rolling in a restaurant. There's no line. I don't have to worry about getting a table, get a breeze right up there, stuff my face while you're waiting 45 minutes to get some enchiladas. I'll already be home with my feet up watching a documentary. Good for you, Grandma Vodka. Good for you. But speaking of peasants, I do have some good news. You see, New York City is the most important city in the United States of America. It just is. You can hate it or love it. I don't care. It's the most important city in the country. Well, New York City... They've had this vaccine mandate for workers there. And credit to them, they just lifted the mandate for workers. Oh, hold on. That's not true, actually. Not all the workers. Not you. Gosh, you didn't think you didn't think you were one of the ruling class, right? No, they lifted the vaccine mandate for professional athletes. So as long as you're on the Yankees or the Mets, you know, as long as you're on you know, the Knicks. This is some basketball team. As long as you're a professional athlete, you don't have to get vaccinated. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't actually think that applied to you, one of the plebs, right? You see, in all seriousness, we've reached a place as a country now, and this is a very dangerous place, where the corruption that we all accept is there at least a little bit, right? There's a certain amount of corruption built in in your mind, in my mind. We know it's there in politics. We get that. But when you have a rotted, corrupted country that's in its final stages, they take all that corruption and they just rub your face in it. 
because they're so lost, they're so trapped in a bubble, they, they don't have a good sense of the anger out there. They just take your face and they just rub it in it like you with a new puppy trying to potty train him. That's what they do. You, have, you still have to wear a mask on a plane. Around the world, even those quasi-socialist European country, masks are coming off, mandates are going away. In America, they just said, hey, you need 30 more days. Wear that mask on a plane, peasant. Oh, they're never in masks. It's gotten so bad the CEOs of the airlines have come out and said, uh, can we please get these masks off of people? That means the airlines must be hurting something fierce. I don't fly very much just for that reason. It's the only time I even have to find my stupid mask. But don't worry. I mean, uh, yeah, you've got inflation now, too, on top of the masks and everything else. You have inflation, and you have inflation it's not a mystery why you have inflation because of lockdowns. We locked down the country and then we printed trillions of dollars and chucked it at the economy. And of course, that's going to result in inflation, quite possibly hyperinflation, but at least that money went to a good place. Like the money it went to a minor league baseball stadium in, in New York. In Florida, it, 140 million of your money, it went to a hotel that includes a foot spa. Pedicures all around, baby. Tell me inflation isn't worth that. Colorado spent 6.6 to replace the sprinkler system. And Massachusetts, $300,000 of it was to establish a museum for a black bike rider who died in the 1930s. Oh, oh, you, did you think we actually got something for that inflation? But hey, here they are asking for more. If the science shows that fourth doses are needed for the general population later this year, we will not have the supply necessary to ensure shots are available, free and easy to access for all Americans. Without more funding, we can't procure the necessary vaccine supply to support fourth shots for all Americans. They need more funding. Just give them more of your money. They did so well with the last set. Uh, and all that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We have the great Lauren Chen joining us next. Before she does, though, let's talk about your gear, your magazine holder, your holster, your sling for your weapon. It is important, and I know in times like this, it's hard to make yourself do it. It's important that you spend the money and get quality gear because that stuff is as important as the weapon itself. It's as important as the ammunition you use. Go to Northwest Retention Systems and get your gear because it's all custom made. It's all custom made right here in the United States of America, I point at, I might point out, and it's the highest quality gear I've ever had in my life. And I've had a lot of gear. Go to nwretention.com, use the promo code JESSE, and that gets you 10% off. nwretention.com. We'll be back with Lauren Chen. If, if, if I can change my gender, if I can be a woman, and then an hour later, if I decide I'm not a woman anymore, I guess I would lose Article Three standing. Uh, tell me, does that same principle apply to other protected characteristics? For example, I'm, I'm an Hispanic man. Could, could I decide I was an Asian man? W would I have the ability to be an Asian man and challenge Harvard's discrimination because I made that decision? Senator, I'm not able to answer your question. You're asking me about hypotheticals and um, well, I'm asking you how you would assess standing if I, if I came in and said I have decided I identify as an Asian man. 
I would assess standing the way I assess other legal issues, which is to listen to the arguments made by the parties, consider the relevant precedents uh, and the constitutional principles involved. This world has gone insane. Joining me now, an Asian woman. One of my favorites, Lauren Chen, political commentator. Obviously, you know who Lauren Chen is. Lauren, okay, obviously it's a funny line of questioning from Ted Cruz or sad line of questioning that we are so bat-ass insane now. We don't know what a woman is. We don't, we can't even, we don't even have the guts to say when life actually begins in this country. Don't you feel like, Lauren, this happened like 10 minutes ago? Weren't we normal? Weren't we normal when you were growing up? Absolutely. I feel like we were normal as recently as five years ago. And it's funny, I've been talking about these yes. issues for a while. And I remember initially I was told that this is all just random crazies on Tumblr. This isn't going to affect real world politics. Well, now we actually have potential Supreme Court justices being unable to define what a woman is and being able to say with a straight face, no, obviously you cannot change your race. Uh, but because, of course, there's no real difference in the way that the left sorts out identities between race and gender now, they can't even say that. Lauren, right now, I'll be honest with you, I have these days where I get a little bit down because I feel like we're losing. I look at these nutballs, I mean, that woman's about to be on the Supreme Court, and I feel like, oh, we are just screwed. Like, my sons are going to grow up in a, a crazy country. But are we, are, do things like this actually hurt them more than they help them? Are normal, like, non-political people, not you, not me, are non-political people looking at their phones saying, oh my gosh, these people are crazy? That's a really hard question to ask because obviously the majority of people out there, uh, they know that there are two genders. You're either a man or a woman, uh, you know, discriminating based on race is wrong. And that is what Senator Cruz was alluding to in regard to Harvard because they are notorious for discriminating against Asians in admissions. And if you ask me, that is one of the worst forms of discrimination and that it would affect me personally, <laughs> of course. But the problem oh. with the left is that even though they are a small fringe minority, they have managed to insert themselves to positions of power and say that is where the real problem lies because they don't need to be the majority. They don't even need to be a plurality as long as they have these powerful positions. They're going to be able to cram their policies through anyway. And so I think the average American really needs to start waking up and realize that, hey, the people who are supposed to represent you, they don't. They're far left ideologues. And unless you do something, you go out to the polls and you take you take control of your country, uh, you know, pretty soon we're going to have mandatory trans kids. Well, it's actually funny you brought that up because Florida passes a bill, and everyone knows by now it's just an innocuous bill. To, please don't talk to my five-year-old about sex, which I would Outrageous. hope is a pretty universal concept. Yes, crazy. Well, of course, Florida Democrats and the rest of the country get really, really angry they're no longer allowed to groom your children. That should creep everyone out. Well, Disney gets involved. And Disney starts getting chirped at by the LGBTQ rage mob. And now Disney CEO Bob Chapek, Chapek, I don't know his name, who gives a crap, he came out on Monday and said Disney's putting together a task force to ensure more gay content is available for children. Lauren, why do people still take their kids to Disney World and watch Disney movies? You know what? This topic, as someone who grew up in the 90s and what I like to think of as the golden age of Disney, this hurts me personally. I, I think of classics like Pocahontas, Lion King, and I love it. But the sad truth is that that is no longer the Disney that exists today. Uh, we've seen Disney be very woke on topics before. Uh, you know, they 
frequently take part in pride celebrations. We also saw recently that they had an employee walk out over their not even endorsement of the <laughs> the Florida bill, but just the fact that they tend to support pro-business uh, politicians, of course, as a business. And usually that is Republicans and then Republicans, uh, you know, support this bill. So it's, it's really this is a non-issue. The bill itself is completely innocuous, like you said. But frankly, I think Disney is making a huge mistake here trying to pander to the online left, because like I mentioned, these people are not the majority of America and especially worldwide. Uh, Disney d is is huge in foreign markets as well. They frequently kowtow to Chinese censors as well as, uh, you know, in the Middle East, trying not to touch anything too spicy. So they can't really have their cake and eat it too, trying to be woke over here, but toe traditional values overseas. So I'm hoping that, yeah, okay, Disney continue down this path. We'll see where it gets you. There's like five parents out there who are happy to have a trans superhero cartoon to show <laughs> their kids. I enjoy their money, I suppose. Lauren, finally, how did we get to a place as a country where it's somehow controversial to say for the good of the nation, whatever individual choices people make, but for the good of the nation on a macro level, what we should be pushing culturally is young men marrying young women, making lots of babies and staying married. Now that's not gonna be everyone's lifestyle. Obviously it's just not gonna work out that way for every single person, but as a country, why is it so difficult to say that's what builds strong countries? Everyone in history has known that. I think part of it is the overwhelming narcissism that has taken over my generation and Gen Z. I like to think of kind of like you were saying, uh, I mean, marriage and families like college education. We should be able to, as a whole, agree that education is good. Maybe not college specifically now with how academia is going, but you know, education, yeah. trying to learn as much as possible, that is a good thing overall. And it's not necessarily shameful if an individual person isn't really cut out for uh, you know something something more academic and is totally fine but the fact that we can't even say that marriage and families are good now without someone who's single or childless taking offense to it uh, I think it's really PC culture run amok and it's funny the only things we can say that are good or empowering are ironically things that are subversive to society you can't say it's great to see a mom and a dad with kids but you can absolutely say it's amazing that these two lesbian mothers have this uh, trans three-year-old so it's really a topsy-turvy world right now and I think for two long conservatives or just normal people have allowed these bullies to control what we do and don't say and I think as long as we keep letting them do that control our speech control our opinions the Overton window will keep shifting uh, toward the far left like it has so so quickly over the past few years well speaking of families good luck to you and your husband and that little one you have getting ready to come into the world Lauren Chen you're the best thank you thank you so much for having me now, we have Miranda Devine coming up. She's going to break down more of this Hunter Biden icky laptop stuff. But first, speaking of values, it's hard to find your values in the corporate world, isn't it? Especially not for things like health insurance. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly for your health insurance. You see OneShare Health, they're a faith-based company. All the options you want, everything you could possibly want, vision, dental, you name it, 24-7, telehealth, mental health help, they have it all. But it's a faith-based company. They give back every single month. And when you go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, promo code Jesse Kelly, you get 75 bucks off your enrollment fee. Go now. We'll be back.
president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by a political reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. And, and if I may, um, you asked about Hunter Biden's laptop. You also, in October 2020, dismissed it as Russian disinformation. Do you stand by that assessment? Again, uh, I'd point you to the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden's representatives. Um, I'm a spokesperson for the United States. He doesn't work for the United States. Those stinking Russians, man. They are crafty. Joining me now, Miranda Devine. She's the author of the book you really should have read by now, Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide. Miranda, Russian disinformation has obviously become this catch-all thing that anybody on the left is going to use anytime they're caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Well, you just recently wrote another article about this whole thing, about them trying to wash it away. Explain. Well, look, I think really that the White House has to come to grips with the fact that this story is, um, you know, growing bigger by the day. And uh, unless they step into the vacuum and take control of it, um, it'll run away from them. It'll start consuming uh, much more of the airwaves and the the news cycle um, than they want. And, you know, there are serious questions that Joe Biden needs to answer, the president needs to answer, and he has simply avoided it. And it's not about his son. This is the whole point, and this is something I think that the White House is, you know, you heard Jen Psaki there say uh, Hunter Biden doesn't work for the government, and this is the entire sort of line that's being run, you know, I didn't vote for Hunter Biden as president. That's not the point. It's about Joe Biden's involvement in Hunter Biden's business dealings overseas. And, you know, since now uh, these countries are at a flashpoint, Russia, Ukraine and China obviously being our number one adversary, um, the money, the tens of millions of dollars that came uh, from those countries into bank accounts um, associated with the Biden family, Hunter and his uncle Jim Biden, um, you know, basically people bribing, paying for the influence of Joe Biden. That's what it's all about. And Joe Biden has denied having any involvement in this. And unfortunately, the laptop, but also Tony Bobulinski's material and his testimony and various financial documents that have been uncovered in suspicious activity reports. And now there's a grand jury investigation in Delaware. Uh, you know, there are investigations going on. And at some point, and this is why the New York Times last week kind of finally after 17 months admitted that the laptop was real because these legal uh, issues are coming to a head and I guess the New York Times doesn't want their readers to be angry with them and say why why are we blindsided why do we never know about this story uh, because you suppressed it Miranda can you elaborate just a little bit more for those of us who don't follow it as closely what official legal things are happening you just mentioned a grand jury in Delaware what are they looking into what's that about so this is an investigation by uh, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, into 
been going on, we know, since since 2018. Uh, New York Times says it's been going on previous to that. But we know that it's been looking at allegations of tax evasion, money laundering and Foreign Agent Registration Act violations. Uh, they're also looking at a lobbying firm, Blue Star Strategies, that was involved in the Burisma deals as well. And, you know, various of Hunter's business partners and ex-lovers and um, his baby mama have gone there and uh, testified and handed over information. So, um, you know, Hunter in that New York Times article, obviously someone um, from Hunter's camp has told the New York Times that he's paid $1 million uh, in um, back taxes and uh, he had to borrow the money to, to get that. So, um, I mean, I've talked to tax lawyers who say that doesn't get you off the hook. If you pay money after an investigation's already started, you've paid your taxes that is not not going to get you off the hook entirely. But the New York Times article was rehearsing the his legal defence, and and that is basically, look, I've paid my taxes. Uh, I'll retroactively register as a foreign agent, and um, and therefore the money laundering charge should fall over because normally that's not brought on its own as a criminal charge. It has to have other criminal charges with it. I'm told that's not true. But that is the rehearsal of the defence that the New York Times presented last week and buried in paragraph 24 was uh, that they had authenticated the laptop. Okay, Miranda, you're, you're so good at unpacking this, especially in your book, Laptop from Hell, but uh, dumb it down for dumb people like me. People look at Ukraine-Russia right now. Joe Biden's currently in Europe. Hunter Biden's linked in over there, which means Joe Biden's linked in over there. There's a big tangled web going on, and people look at it, and they know they don't trust it, but they can't really explain why. I can't really explain why. Why should we be worried about this foreign policy stuff with Hunter and Joe and Ukraine and Russia and all that? Well, because it presents a conflict of interest for the president. Uh, that his son was getting, you know, millions of dollars from Ukraine. I mean, he earned about $4 million from sitting on the board of that uh, corrupt energy company, Burisma. So um, that alone uh, is is problematic. And then there's the money that he got from, uh, you know, Russian oligarch Elena Bacharina, uh, once the richest woman in uh, Russia. Um, and you, the... The Grasley Johnson Senate inquiry found a $3.5 million payment that went to one of Hunter and his business partners' uh, bank accounts. But um, there's evidence in the laptop and elsewhere that shows that, in fact, it was more than $100 million uh, of money that Elena Bacharina paid to various um, you know, bank accounts, companies of um, Hunter and his partners. I mean, for buying real estate, she she had been exiled from Russia and in, she was in London and she was wanting to convert her rubles into, you know, hard, cold uh, goods and cash and real estate and so on. So um, that's what she did. So apparently a lot of that money went to buy properties in, um, you know, all over the country, office buildings, but also properties in Chelsea and New York and, and in Brooklyn. Um, so that has, uh, you know, again, that's money coming from a Russian oligarch uh, into Hunter Biden and his partner's uh, businesses. Um, and so that, again, presents a problem for Joe Biden because he met Elena Bacharina like he met 
a lot of Hunter Biden's um, overseas and, and domestic business partners. He met Elena Baturina, he went to a dinner in Washington DC at Cafe Milano. Uh, I believe there was more than one dinner, but in this one dinner in April 2015, she was there, he was there, Kazakhstani business partners, Ukrainian business associates of Hunter's were there. And he sat down and he had an entire meal with them. And so um, I know the White House has told the fact checkers at the Washington Post last year after I ran a story uh, in the Post talking about this dinner, um, which I just discovered. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Joe Biden had uh, denied ever meeting, um, you know, Hunter's Ukrainian paymaster. But in fact, um, you know, at this dinner, the, the paymaster Ukrainian was on the guest list, so was Bacharina, so are a whole lot of people. Finally, the White House admitted that yes, Joe Biden had gone to that dinner. They told the Washington Post fact checker this, who was trying to, you know, blow up my story. Said yes, he was at the dinner, but he only went there very briefly and obviously not for any nefarious purpose. So, you know, these these admissions are not voluntary. You know, they're sort of eked out of the Bidens and. Um, the story seems to be that, oh, it's all about his son and his son had a drug addiction. And I mean, Hunter wrote an entire memoir about that beautiful things in a way to kind of launder and head off the allegations that they knew were coming out of the laptop. Um, and there's been a lot of concentration on the drug use and the porn and all the rest of it. I mean, that exists, but that's not the story. That's not the important story that actually uh, plays into America's foreign policy and whether or not Joe Biden has a conflict, I mean, he has a conflict of interest, uh, he, whether or not it affects his decisions, who knows, but it needs to be addressed and it needs to be out in the open. And I think it's journalistic malpractice for it not to be properly investigated. Half this, you know, before the last election, half the country was in the dark about the laptop and the scandal to do with Joe Biden, one of the candidates for president. And uh, Joe Biden was able to just um, wash it off by using that letter from what I call the dirty 51, those 51 former CIA and other uh, high level people like John Brennan and James Clapper, who wrote this letter having not seen the laptop and basically lied. They said in their in their wow. estimation, their expert opinion, this had all the earmarks of a Russian disinformation operation. I mean, maybe that's what it looked like to them from afar, but really it was a very convenient, it was a political document and it was designed to get Joe Biden off the hook and it worked. Yeah. Miranda Devine, go read her book, Laptop from Hell. Thank you, Miranda. That was awesome. Thanks, Jesse. All right. We have Julie Kelly coming up next. What's the latest with the FBI and kidnapping the governor of Michigan? We'll talk about that. But first, I want to read something to you. An email I got. Dear Jesse, I wanted to share my experience with Eden Pure. We bought a three-pack that you advertise. One was put in our family room in the basement, and one we put in between the dining room and the kitchen. My wife had one of those air fresheners that plug in. Well... The Eden Pure neutralized the plug-in. <laughs> the third, you will like, I gave to my son, who is a taxidermist. He has in a separate room with dermistid needles that are used to clean any and all particles of meat off the skulls. Yes, yeah, I know it's kind of gross. When doing a European mount. As you can imagine, the scent, the smell in the room is brutal. 
I installed it, smell is gone. When I tell you these things are amazing, they neutralize puppy accidents, taxidermist. They cut out the guys, the, the, the odor, the, the, the oil thing people plug in the wall. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Get your three-pack today. You have to use the code JESSE, though. EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code JESSE because that gets you $200 off. Enjoy. white supremacist and these militias are a genuine threat. I've got to compliment the FBI and the police agencies for what they did and how they stepped up. The president has to realize the words he utters matter. But I am, I just got, we, the senator talked to Gretchen to the governor earlier before I landed and I talked to her. She's feeling secure and good and I think that uh, they, the FBI and others deserve a great deal of credit. I love how he forgot her name and just tried to cover it up. I just talked to Gretchen, uh, uh, the, the governor, <laughs> joining me now to give us an update on that and other things. This is the great Julie Kelly, who wrote a book you should have already read by now. Go get it called January 6th, How Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. Julie, that daggone Donald Trump plotting to kidnap the governor. How's that working out? You know, what's interesting, Jesse, and this trial began on March 8th, and I've been covering it almost every day, but there is one name that has not been brought up by any of the witnesses or the prosecution or the defense, and that name is Donald Trump. Now, of course, Joe Biden and Gretchen, what's her name, Governor Michigan, um, blamed Donald Trump for this concocted, FBI-concocted kidnapping plot. This the arrests were made on October 7th, 2020, as voting was underway. Um, so this was all intended to create these negative headlines, but no one has mentioned Donald Trump as a motivator or giving dog whistles, as Joe Biden said, when they were arrested. Um, so none of this had anything to do with Donald Trump, except the FBI trumping up this case to produce all these bad headlines uh, right before the election in 2020. To that point, what does this trial look like? Because it looks like from afar, it looks like this is one gigantic fed op, but I don't want to speak out of turn. You're the one who actually does the journalistic work and follows the details. What's happening? That's exactly what it is. Um, it, it involves at least a dozen FBI informants and undercover agents um, who really had a hand in every single aspect of this plot, including putting sort of this ragtag bunch of, of misfits, and in some cases, just really sad individuals, uh, calling them off of social media, putting them together, sending them off to national militia conferences, which were hosted by an FBI informant, to surveillance trips, which huh. were also organized and paid for by the FBI, field training exercises at one of the FBI informant's homes. Um, and of course, all of this was recorded to produce this damning evidence, but there's no evidence that these men would have been capable at all, Jesse, of putting together some grand plot to go to Gretchen Whitmer's house in a very remote part of Upper Michigan, kill her security detail, kidnap her, put her on a boat in Lake Michigan in the middle of October, which as someone who's lived near Lake Michigan my entire life, let me tell you, that's almost as hard as getting to the middle of the Gulf of Mexico anytime 
put her on a boat, leave her there, or take her over across Lake Michigan to Wisconsin and put her on some kind of citizen's trial. The whole thing is ridiculous, never would have come together without the FBI. As you know, Jesse, an agency that acts as the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party, once again, using this to interfere in a presidential election. Okay, Lauren, I, I fully admit I'm dumb. You know this, so I need some help with some things here. That sounds like entrapment, as I understand the word. That sounds like a clear-cut case of entrapment, but am I wrong? No, you are exactly right. And this is what the defense attorneys, these are public defenders, by the way. I wish our January 6th defendants had these guys. They have meticulously built, since August, using recordings and evidence from produced by the government, to put together a very elaborate, convincing case of FBI entrapment. What's interesting, Jesse, is the judge who's overseeing it, uh, Judge Jonker, he wanted to put off the FBI entrapment defense until the government rested its case after a few weeks. That lasted till the morning break of the first day because there was no way either for the government or for the defense to tell the jury about this case which, without explaining the numerous, at least a dozen FBI assets, probably more, there are more names coming out in the trial that I'm not even familiar with and I've covered it for months, um, without explaining the FBI's intimate involvement and in how this went down. And so they're building the entrapment case. The FBI is on trial as much as these remaining four defendants are. Man. Scary times out there. Julie Kelly, you're the best, ma'am. Thank you. You are. Thanks, Jesse. All right. We have a great light in the mood and an anniversary celebration. But I have something I'm excited about, so you're going to have to sit there. You know how I like history, right? I mean, like is a, probably putting it mildly. I'm obsessed with history. I just consume it. Well, we have decided now and then we're going to do a little history show for you as a special now and then on Friday. You've heard of Pol Pot, right? Communist dictator, Cambodia. You've heard of the Killing Fields. Maybe you've seen the movie where he slaughtered a lot of people. Tomorrow, we're going to be releasing a special by me on the Killing Fields. You can watch it, but you've got to become a First TV supporter. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support. Sign up. When it drops tomorrow, you'll be watching it with everyone else. We'll be back. We like to honor sacred anniversaries on this show, right? We have to look back and remember our past, remember who we are. Well, in my mind, part of who we are as a nation is what happened on this day in 2001 when flamethrower Randy Johnson killed a bird. <laughs> That video is now old enough to drink, and it still has not gotten old. All right, we'll see you tomorrow for our great special.
Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time